You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard live exclusively here on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. The show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and our newest sponsor, Center Club. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. We have two guests on the program today, and if you're expecting to hear my interview with Kenneth Wills, president of New Prospect Contact Center, well, just hold on. He's in our second, uh, He's our second guest in our second half of the show. Pete Winarski, CEO of Win Enterprises LLC, is our first guest. Pete, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me on. Pete, let's start by saying, where are you? Because you're not here in the studio today, so you must not be in Southern California, but where are you, my friend? No, I'd love to be in Southern California, but I'm actually in Connecticut right now. This is uh, where I live, in my home, uh, just outside Hartford. So there you are, Critical Mass Radio Show, spanning coast-to-coast with guests from North America coming all the way from Connecticut. (laughs) Okay, Pete, let's start by asking you to share with us your professional experience, kind of your background, your path to Win Enterprises, LLC. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I had a long career with first manufacturing company called Wiremold here in Connecticut. And then I joined McKinsey & Company, which is a fairly well-known global uh, strategy consulting firm. And then after that was part of a a company called Danaher, a nice industrial. So I was an executive as a vice president of operations at Danaher. And then it became time to break away from the corporate world and uh, start my my own thing so that I can start helping other companies and give them the experience based on some things I've learned through my career. What told you that you were it would be a better career move to leave the safety of the corporate environment for the uncertainty of being an entrepreneur, Pete? You know, some some people might think I'm crazy to do that, but I you know, I think two things. First of all, I'm not sure that there's such a thing as a safe corporate world anymore. It seems like the higher you go on the food chain especially, your management changes happen wholesale way too often. Um, but the other thing is much bigger than safety and security was passion. And, and that's really what drove me. You have always had the bug to help other people out, help executives out, help teams through facilitating, training, uh, giving them the insights based on some things that I've learned. And that calling was a lot louder than the, you know, that little voice of, you know, what are you crazy going off on your own? So that's what wanted out. It was a passion. So when did you first start Win Enterprises then? Yeah, that was back in 2006. Maybe it was even the end of 2005. I'd actually have to go and look at the, <laughs> at the incorporation date. But really, you know, since, since that time, so it's been, you know, eight years or so now of um, transitioning, you know, from that corporate world and frankly into a world where I'm still in the corporate world, but now just on the other side of, of the equation where I'm the guy coming in to help out as opposed to being the person with that line responsibility. Interesting. You you started your firm. You had a couple of years of experience under your belt before the Great Recession took hold into the economy. So you're still here. You have your firm. Uh, you weathered the storm. And, you know, a lot of articles would suggest that some of the most successful companies were born out of the recessionary times, whether it was in the 70s, 80s, 90s, or now here, you know, this in this decade. So... Congratulations for that. Thank you very much. I tell you, I had to bite my lip pretty hard during some of that time, but we're still here, as as you said. Right. That's impressive. So give us a sense for what makes Win Enterprises different, your mission to help CEOs and business leaders transform their companies to achieve business and personal goals. Give us a little sense for why clients choose your firm over others who may offer similar services, Pete. 
Yeah, sure. The first thing is, you know, we really do have a full business transformation perspective. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who claim to help out business and help out as consulting and, and can help, you know, with process improvement and help with, with profitability and, and sales numbers and results. And, you know, when you look at how to pull that off, there's a lot of variables that are beyond the obvious nuts and bolts of changes and things that you have to make in your processes. There's leadership, there's people, there's your culture, and all of that matters a tremendous amount. And what we've figured out how to do is incorporate culture and the leadership role and just the daily responsibilities on top of the bigger things, the process changes and things that you need to make. And the other thing I'll call attention to is we've had over the course of our, our time some study of the science of success and goal achievement and a lot of those principles. And we spend a lot of energy injecting some of those principles into our engagements. So it's not just the traditional experience that someone might get with us. It's, you know, there's, there's that plus the other elements that will really help to ensure long-term success. So talk to me about the kind of firms that choose to hire you or your your firm and, and your organization to help them? Are you focused on larger corporations, middle market firms, small startups? Where do, your, where do you add the most value right now, Pete? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Our, our sweet spot seems to be over $100 million in revenue up to about the billion-dollar revenue mark. Now, having said that, we've played on either end of that outside of those boundaries. You know, we've been as, as high as, uh, you know, in the... 25 billion mark. You know, we're, we're working with a strategy group of large businesses to talk through some of the principles that we have. And then local in our Connecticut market, we've helped out some of the smaller players that are 10 and even 25 million in revenue because the principles are all the same. The principles apply whether you are a 10 or 20 million dollar business, a hundred or a billion, or even the 25 billion. The principles are the same. It's just how do you apply it in that particular environment? So a little later in the interview, I'm, I want to ask you about the WIN holistic transformation model. So we're not going to talk about it now, but when you talk about your systems and the way you're bringing the various elements of a company together, is that in, inside of the the holistic transformation model that you've developed? It, it really is, and, and that model represents a lot of, it's the synopsis of essentially what you need to do and those are the principles that I'm referring to, and applying them in the environment is what will get you to be successful as you transform your results. So your firm and you as the founder have, have really hit on, a, on, on some intellectual property that, you ha- that you're bringing and sharing with your clients, which is maybe different than other consulting firms that either leverage other people's IP or sort of make it up on as they go, kind of given the company that they're consulting with, it sounds like. Yeah, you know, back in the early days of when enterprises, when I was a one-person firm, you know, the easy, the path of least resistance was to go and do the same thing that I had already done. Um, and that's how I started. But it became pretty evident that to define who I am, because it was an individual at that time, and then who I wanted when enterprises to be really had to do with what's unique. All of these things that I knew in my heart and soul to be true and work well weren't really written down in any of the, the business experience I had had up to that point. So it was really an opportunity to pull it all together into a framework. And that does make us a little bit unique. And you know, it at least, therefore, written down defines who we are and how we can approach things a little bit differently. We're talking with... Pete Winarski. He is the CEO founder of Win Enterprises LLC. We're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. And when we come back, Pete, I'm going to I'm going to ask you to share a little bit of your experience with middle market companies and business turnaround. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in less than three minutes here on Critical Mass Radio Show after these words from our commercial sponsors. Commercial Bank of California, or CBC, is a well-funded, full-service bank located in the heart of Orange County. When it comes to safety and stability, CBC has one of the highest levels of capital of any commercial bank ranked in the top 6% in the nation. 
Commercial Bank of California was founded in 2003 by a group of Orange County's finest entrepreneurs. To this day, our bank is governed by our founders, including General William Lyon of William Lyon Homes, Alex Morello of the Morello Group, and Frank Willie of Fidelity National Financial, to name a few. In short, we're a bank founded, built, and run by entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs. Not every business in Orange County should be our customer. However, if your business is looking for a bank that can assist in finance, production, analytics, and risk management, there's no better bank to choose. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000 or visit us on the web at www.combancal.com. Member FDIC. talk about your family business you know that thing you put your whole life's blood sweat and tears into well what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children at succession strategies we can help you find the answers we'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, Pete Winarski is our guest. He's CEO of Win Enterprises, and we're going to be back with him in just a minute. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 12,000 shows during the last 30 days, and we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, our newest site, Spreaker.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, Pete, before the break, I said I was going to ask you to share a little bit of the statistics about middle market companies, business turns or turnarounds, and how often those turnarounds are successful. Well, this is the amazing stat, which almost will knock your socks off because it is that 90% of business transformations fail. And that comes from a variety of sources, but cumed up all together from different research that you can find out there, really it's telling a pretty bleak story. It suggests that 90% of the time you will fail in your efforts. Why is that? Well, this is exactly why I think the wind holistic transformation model is so critical. And I can boil it down to a couple things. First of all, there's a lot more than the nuts and bolts of making process improvements in order to actually sustain results. A lot of people end up getting results and then they take their their project teams and they deploy them back into their regular jobs and then the, the changes don't stick. That's one reason. Another thing that happens is a lot of companies work the strategy really, really hard. They have beautiful plans and then they don't execute them very well. Another reason is everyone gets really, really excited and they have so many initiatives going on at the same time, they burn out the team. 
Mm. It's very difficult to end up with anything sustaining because the, the resources are just exhausted, and then they have to find a way to still deliver whatever their normal jobs are. And I can go on with lots of other details that all sound very similar, and I'm willing to bet the listeners have experienced this in their own companies at some point in time in their career. It's very frustrating. It's very aggravating when you're, when you're a leader and you see the vision and you somehow have a taste of the potential, and yet for some reason you might get there for a short period of time and then the results slide back or you struggle to get there in the first place. So, so help me to better understand in our audience, too, the underpinnings of your holistic transformation model. Yeah, the whole thing starts with clarity on the results that you want to achieve. What is the transformation? Because we're not talking about small incremental improvement, although that's important and that's a piece of it. But what's the step change that you want to see? Then about alignment. Alignment with your vision, your purpose, your mission, and then your goals. All of that needs to align. Because if there's misalignment there and there's not clarity to the results that you're after in the first place, chances are that your efforts won't be driving towards the thing that you really want to get to in the first place. Then there's, if you can imagine a circle with a five-pointed star on the inside, there's five elements of transformation that we drive towards through our implementations. The first is what we call strategic goal deployment, which is getting the business to focus and align on those strategic goals. Secondly is the science of success, which is the mindset and some of these techniques and tricks that success and goal achievement professionals and successful people have demonstrated to be working true. We want to inject that into the business so that people are thinking about it the right way from a mindset standpoint. Third is what we call the collectively lean thinking, which is really the how to do more with less, how to optimize your processes, how to drive all of the wasteful, non-value-added exercises in a business out in making process improvements. Fourth is conscious leadership, which is the type of leadership we like to see, which is really a high awareness of self for a leader and then a high awareness of others, basically the team and then the, uh, the other constituents in the business. And then last element of the five is the winning team, getting the right people on the team and finding ways to capitalize on everyone's strengths. And all of that, Rick, happens in the context of your business's culture. Every company has a culture, like it or not, and if the culture is designed so that your core values are clear, people's behaviors and their beliefs are lined up with where you want to get, you can actually get there a lot faster, and you can stay there once you get there. The problem is many of the cultures don't change, and there's not a whole lot of change effort on the culture while you're making all these other changes, and it tends to drag you back. Mm. So that's the last element, and it frankly could be the most important one. I was just going to ask you, are these uh, these points of the star inside the circle, the five of them, are they sequential, Pete, in how you, you, you consult with your clients, or are they parallel, kind of you're working on all of them at the same time? And, and then a follow-up question to that is, which of the five do you find the most challenging for middle market companies to adopt and adapt into their business? Yeah, I, they're not sequential. They, they are somewhat in parallel. And in some cases, you may find yourself in pretty good shape in one area, but not so well in another, and so therefore that's where you might start. And so, for example, um, I think it's so important to have clarity of what are the goals you're after, and to therefore work with strategic goal deployment, understanding the goals, defining the initiatives, cascading those initiatives through the business, coming up with metrics and targets and accountable metric owners, and then action plans behind it is a tremendously powerful structure to help a business stay on track. If you are a big billion dollar plus business, there's probably multiple layers of cascading that goes on. If you're a smaller business, we've done this where there's no cascading. It's just the whole business can be collectively uh, put down on one sheet of paper that represents essentially their strategic plan and then the implementation behind it. So very scalable. I start there. Cultural elements, if they come to play as barriers, then clearly we need to work on the culture. When you begin working on the culture, you have to inject leadership behavior and the type of behavior that is going to end up getting you to change and shift behaviors. So that's how that starts to play in the, the conscious leadership and the culture work. 
And then naturally the lean thinking, the process improvement, every transformational change has process improvement in there. So you want to incorporate lean thinking and lean methodologies and lean tools as you do that. And then finally, what we didn't yet cover really is is the science of success in the winning team. And these are almost attitudes and ways of thinking that you incorporate as you go almost through everything else that you end up doing. Do you have a diagnostic um, either on your website or that you use to help companies determine on these five points, you know, kind of how they score, or is it experience-based? How do you quantify that? Well, we, we do an experience-based diagnostic where we are going in and looking from the standpoint of what is the business problem, what is it you're aspiring to do, and then let's take a look at those processes to see what need to be in place to get you there, and then to articulate the financial benefit of, of doing it. A lot of times, it, the ROI is a little bit mysterious to the client until they actually taste it, taste it with the experience of some small projects implemented, and they start to gain some momentum. So that, uh, that diagnostic is largely us coming in and taking a look, having dialogue with the team, observing processes as they're working, and then reporting back. Interesting. This is a very interesting model, and I've kind of sat on it a little bit longer than I had anticipated because I have some other questions for you, Pete, but I'm not going to get to them because i only got about a minute left with you. But I didn't want to finish the interview without asking you about your the book that you authored, Act Now, A Daily Action Log for Achieving Your Goals in 90 Days. Can you share just briefly a little bit about the book? Yeah, thanks for bringing that in. The, the book was born out of some of that science of success uh, element of the model, really what are the methodologies that get successful people to become successful? This is a model that I began using myself through experimenting, created this daily action log that incorporates three different types of action. Action really is the thing that makes the difference. You have to have action in order to change your results. You can't just sit there and expect that things will be different. we had more time on Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm talking to Pete Winarski. We're actually kind of going to have to wrap this up. Uh, um, Pete, uh, tell me, how does someone find you online? How do they find Win Enterprises LLC? And then how do they find your book? Excellent. Thank you for that. WinEnterprisesLLC.com. And that's win with one N. Uh, Pete Winarski, P-E-T-E-W-I-N-I-A-R-S-K-I com is where we have some of our, our media appearances and for those meeting planners out there looking for speakers and workshops. And then lastly, dailyactionlog.com uh, for the book, Act Now. And of course, Act Now is available on Amazon and just about anywhere else you can find books. You should be able to get it through those channels. You have a lot of content, and I we just scratched the surface, I feel, on some of your content you probably should be back on the program sometime later, maybe in 2014, and you can give us, you know, we can either focus on a little bit more of the content or do a little broad brush on the business. But Pete Winarski, I want to thank you for being a friend of the program. Welcome to the Critical Mass community. Continued success creating intellectual property that is helping middle market companies grow and thrive. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Rick. Have a good day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our second commercial break. And as I said at the top of the show, Kenneth Wills, who is the president of New Prospects Contact Center, will be our second guest here on Critical Mass Radio Show after these words from our commercial sponsors. 
comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen and learn from our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. Last month, we delivered over 37,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions. If you'd like to learn more, contact Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661. 951-515-4661. All right, as I told you at the top of the show and right before the break, Kenneth Wills is the president of New Prospects Contact Center, and he's our guest. Ken, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on, Rick. I appreciate it. Let's talk a little bit about you before we talk about um, New Prospect. What is your background when experience? Well, you know, it's kind of interesting because uh, I was originally going to go the aviation route. I've been flying airplanes since I was, well, 16 years old. Uh, then, you know, things changed a little bit, and uh, after college, I uh, went into a family business, and uh, long story short, we wound up in the call center business because uh, through this staffing business that we have we developed an outbound appointment setting room and uh, when that staffing business was sold I uh, opted not to, to go the route of, of staying with the new owners wanted to uh, take our talents and skills and apply them to folks uh, that may have a, a similar need and thus was born new prospect contact center you got it all right how did you come up with the name you know it's very interesting my dad helped me out with that I, I was thinking of a good name for this business uh, as i mentioned before it's a family-owned business and uh when thinking of the name he said well you know really what you're out there doing is you're looking for a new prospect you're 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 making calls you're calling the business community you're really seeking out that new prospect and hence the name was born 
So let's talk about New Prospect Contact Center. And in the spirit of full disclosure, I'd like everyone to know that I am a client of Ken's firm. I have been a client of Ken's firm since 2009, and I'm exceedingly satisfied and find them to be exceptional in the work that they do for my firm, Critical Mass for Business. So, Ken, talk to our audience about what you do and why people like me and other com- companies around the country select your firm to do new prospect, you know, for n- the things that you do for them. Yeah, back in uh, early 2000, 2001, about that time frame, we moved into this business and what we realized was that when you get into the appointment setting business, uh, one of the things that was missing that a lot of our competitors did not have was the ability to record the actual appointment setting process. And what that did was it, it served as a validator, a validation process, if you will, to uh, take away any anxiety that the appointment may not be a, legit, a legitimate appointment. And uh, that was uh, something that really differentiated us from the competition. Lo and behold, it didn't take long before others started to uh, follow our lead there. And uh, that was something that really set us apart. And some of the other things that set us apart were uh, remote agents. I mean, we were on the cusp of that back in about 2005. We started utilizing remote agents, and we've had a lot of success with that because uh, people that are wanting to work from home, and not all of us do, and I'm, I'm actually one of those that does it. I like to go into the office. But it creates a satisfied, happy employee, somebody that's really engaged. And I think that's what we're all after is to uh, get employees that are really engaged, really enjoying what they do. And we found that the the remote agent process really worked well for us there. And there's several other things as well. But those are two things that I highlight as been, uh, being a, a, a major part of our success. You know, as you were talking about that, Ken, I think back to 2009 in the summer of 2009 when I was vetting different companies that I could use, and I'm here on the West Coast, and you're on the East Coast, and you're in the Southeast, and I'm in the Southwest, and, you know, that that was a risk point for me, I thought, because, you know, I, you know, you were so far away. But the technology that you were using at that time, both the recording of the calls, but you also have very detailed logs that can be you know, that I could verify, because, you know, how do you really know the person is spending the hours that, you, that you're paying for? And you gave, you gave me the best value equation that I thought um, of all the companies that I looked at. And frankly, I did a national search, right? That's how I found you on the East Coast. I looked at Midwest and also West Coast companies, and I looked at quite a few of them. Uh, but I'm a solopreneur. So what other type of firms do you find use your company, stay with your firm, kind of grow with you, and continue to use your services as they scale their business, Ken? Well, we work with all ranges of, of, uh, of companies with regards to size. I mean, we work with uh, Fortune 500 companies all the way down to, to you know very small entities. And I think one of the things that has set us apart from some of our competition has been the ability to uh, to be able to work in that kind of model, that kind of environment. So uh, Fortune 500 companies are really no different uh, than smaller companies in the sense that, uh, you know, many of the of the Fortune 5 companies, it's, it's many companies under one roof, and they have budgets and everything else. So uh, the ability to be able to work with, um, with a, a wide variety of, of, of entities, and uh, every one of them has their own unique need and uh, we've been able to fulfill those needs and and provide a service that is uh, accommodating to what they're out to do and that is to uh, generate more business or promote ideas or increase awareness or take surveys or just a whole multitude of uh, of anything that involves a contact whether that be via an outbound phone call, an inbound phone call, a, a web chat, an email response. Uh, we're really about connecting and making that contact with our customer's customer, if you will. So that, that has been uh, very successful for us to, to be able to, to handle this wide array of, of different types of entities and different sizes. I have about four minutes before our next commercial break, and I wanted to ask you, you know, all the different experiences that you've had and kind of the lessons that you've learned in business as an entrepreneur and a business owner, and 
growing your firm. Do you have a guiding principle, kind of an overarching philosophy or belief system, Ken, that you could share with our audience here today on the radio program? Absolutely. It's a clear one for me, and that is understanding clients' expectations. Really nailing that down is a crucial part of success for us. Uh, You know, everybody has expectations. Sometimes they're very verbal. Uh, they're very um, overt or, or uh, not so clear, uh, but uh, understanding and really nailing down what a client's expectations are and what they want to see is very important for this process to work. And if there's any one thing that I could put my finger on, it would be getting those expectations nailed down and then uh, either agreeing to them or modifying them and then meeting and hopefully exceeding them. Thank you. I, I wanted to ask about uh, your the scale of your business at this point. Um, roughly, how large are you as far as employee population? We've got about 105, I think it's actually 107 uh, employees right now. And, uh, you know, that kind of goes up and down. Since we are a uh, an inbound call center as well, uh, we take on seasonal business, and they're companies that may have promotions they're running and so forth. And so it really floats anywhere in between 85 and 110 employees on average. You know, my direct experience with you is that you have very, uh, maybe it's maybe it's a skewed perspective, but you have long-term employees. I can think of the, the two primary people that I work with, uh, Wendy Sumner and Kathleen Shepard. They've been there since the beginning with me, and Kathleen uh, has really learned my business and become an, a real a true extension of my company. As a matter of fact, here I am in Southern California, and when she helps me to schedule guests for appointments and, and conferences, many times over the years they've asked me if they're going to meet Kathleen that day at the conference, not even somewhat recognizing that she's not in Southern California. Is your length of service room, is that typical for the employees that work for you? You know, that is music to my ears, Rick. Uh, it, it, that is something I love to hear. And you know, yes, there is that group of folks that have been with us for a long time and, and that will continue to be with us. We try to reach out to various demographics. Uh, uh, we Anything from folks that are retired from full-time careers that, you know, want to keep themselves busy, as is the case with Kathleen. Very intelligent person, extremely engaged, but takes a ton of ownership into the program. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something that we look for. We look for people who are, who, are, who are wanting more than just a, you know, what I call a disposable job. You know, you just go from one job to the other. It's really not the type of individual we're looking for. Uh, Kathleen is representative of a lot of our employees, a lot of our agents, in that there's just a ton of dedication and, and true uh, engagement with what they're doing. All right, we're talking with Kenneth Wills. He's president of New Prospect Contact Center, and we're going to take our third and final commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to ask you to share a little bit more about the business, the opportunities that are ahead of you, and what do you see for the future with your firm, and maybe uh, the question that many of us have about the kind of role that you play for us, outbound telemarketing and call center activity, how that has changed with the technology and trying to reach those top decision makers. So, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to miss the next segment with Ken Wills. We'll be back after these words from our commercial sponsors. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top 10 universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. 
Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Ken Wills, president of New Prospect Contact Center, is our guest. I want to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 12,000 shows during the last... 30 days. And we are at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher, our newest site Spreaker, which is spelled S P R E A K E R.com and other business oriented podcasting services. Ken, l- let's start with a question that I I'm curious about. Your business from my perception, has gotten more difficult over time because technology has enabled the people that we try to reach through canvassing and calling to be ever harder to reach. What is your experience and what is your company doing to, to be able to return the kind of results to your clients that they're hoping to get from their call activity when it's outbound in, ba- in nature? Well, mainly that is hitting the client uh, with something that they may be interested in. You know, if I try to, to take a ballpoint pen and, and sell it to uh, an executive at, a, at an inflated price, I'm probably not going to get a return call. Uh, but if I am able to articulate very quickly uh, some of the advantages of the product or service that we are canvassing, then you know, it could spark some interest, and that's really what we set out to do. There's a lot of work that goes into identifying those types of contacts that are really um, people that have a need for what it is that you're that you're promoting. And if you can do the front end work and identify those folks, and then hit them up with uh, you know a couple of bullet points that may spark some interest you'll probably get a return call back. As a matter of fact, uh, we have had a lot of success there. Uh, It's no myth that uh, you're going to get a lot of voicemails when you make calls. And utilizing the the voicemail to your favor, you know, utilizing that as a tool can be very beneficial. Otherwise, you know, if you don't do your homework and you, you really don't plan that out, then you're just wasting time. And that has been something that has been very successful for us is to just do the front-end work, identify the folks that would have the need, hit them with a few great bullet points. They'll call you back. You know, Ken, um, for any of us who have had the pleasure of managing a call center, maybe inside, you know, a captive call center inside of a company, it, it can be a very high burnout job. It can be a job that is very challenging for the employees who are asked to do that because of all the things you just talked about, you know, the voicemails and, you know, people aren't always as pleasant as you would like them to be when you're calling them kind of unsolicited, etc. You must... That leads me to believe when I add that factor to your tenure and the and the and this and the way you're able to maintain your workforce, you must first of all hire. You must have a process for knowing who the right kind of people are that will find you know excitement in that job, and then you must also do things to keep their morale up and keep them enthusiastic. Can can you talk about both your hiring philosophy and then also sort of how you how you treat your employees to keep them kind of engaged? Sure, absolutely. And, you know, that's a great question. And one of the challenges that we face is how do you keep people motivated? And a lot of it goes back to the selection process, to the hiring process. You know, we're looking for folks who, you know, they're, they're genuinely uh, interested in, in doing something that has some merit to it, something that uh, is worthwhile, if you will. And what we find is, is that if we find people like Kathleen, who has uh, done some work for you, as you mentioned previously. 
they 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 get a lot of um, satisfaction when they set that appointment, when they make that contact. And so finding a person that is self-motivated is half the battle. And uh, I, I think I speak for a lot of employers when I make that statement. You know, get finding those folks that uh, are self-motivated uh, is is a, is just a big big deal for us, and and we've had a lot of luck at that. And as I mentioned before, I come from a staffing background. You know, I graduated from uh, college in 1994 and spent from 1994 until 2000 in the staffing business. So. In that vertical, I was able to learn a lot of things about how to find the right people and, and what are some of those triggers that uh, you look for and, and aspects that you look for. And it's been a, it's been a, a, a major uh, help us be, you know, really leap forward into finding the, the right people the first time. What percentage of your workforce are virtual versus that come to your facility? It's about 35% that are virtual, and the uh, balance are inside the facility. And, it, you know, that fluctuates a little bit, uh, you know, plus or minus five points here and there. We want to really move that into a, uh, about a 50-50 ratio because we do find that, that those folks that are working from home and want to work from home are super engaged. And one of the other things that we like to do, too, is, is give them flexibility with their schedule, you know. Time off is a is a big deal with a lot of people, and I can understand why. Uh, so we really work with with scheduling and and trying to meet the needs of our agents as well as our customers. What's the future hold for your firm? Where, where do you where do you want to take it? Are you? Uh, it sounds like you still have growth ambitions, even though a hundred plus employees that swell when you have special projects. That's that's a lot of payroll. That's a lot of work and people to lead and manage. But what's the future hold for you and your firm, Ken? It's a great question, and one of the ways that we are going to be taking the company in the future is to create strategic alliances with other call centers that. Uh, have various skills, very specialized skills, and we're underway right now with this process to uh, to develop those relationships. As a matter of fact, we already have several, so that um, you know, if a customer comes to us and they have a specific need, and we may not be experts at that you know particular task, but there could be a partner of ours that is, you know, working together and creating a one point uh, contact. But yet, having your your services fulfilled by others that are legitimate and and above board, you know that's really important to us, obviously. And uh, that's one of the ways that we're taking our company. But another way is just to continue to strategically grow the company. We're not out to to just put as many people in seats as we can. There's a lot of companies that do that, and and there's no problem with that if that's their model. But ours is to uh, is to control it and to uh, leverage other partners that, that may have a skill set that we don't. Are there any special industries or specific areas that you focus on with your firm? We have primarily on the outbound business-to-business side. We don't do, uh, never have uh, conducted any type of, of business-to-consumer programs. On the business-to-business side, we have focused primarily on the healthcare, automotive, uh, verticals primarily, and then also, you know, there are, are a variety of other types of verticals that, uh, you know, that we will work with as long as we have a customer that has a, a product or service that has value. That is really what's the most important to us. You know, occasionally we get folks that come through, they're very, very excited about their idea, uh, about their product, their service. And uh, it may be something that, you know, the general audience that they want us to contact may not have a, a high interest level. We, we try to work with them on those expectations. And, uh, and many times we'll decline those opportunities because they, they're really not an opportunity. And, and in the sense that people don't want to be, their time is valuable. So, you know, if you're going to call them out of the blue, Give them something that they can sink their teeth into. Give them something that's going to meet a need that they may have. So, Ken, this may be an unfair question, but when was the last time you sat in a cubicle with a headset on and made some outbound calls just to see what it's like? 
oh, geez, my, my agents would have a field day with this one. It has been, you know, actually not too long. I would say within the past year, okay. I have uh, made a call or taken a call, but... Um, uh, but I still have it in me, though, Rick. I could still get on there, and I could still bang it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's say someone wants to learn more about your firm. How do they find you online, Ken? They can find us at www.npcontactcenter.com. That's npnovemberpapacontactcenter.com. Um, or they could also just give me a call personally. My uh, direct extension uh, is 866-844-5095. You've been a fun guest. I've been looking forward to having you on the show since we knew that you were going to be a guest. I want to thank you for giving of your time. I know it's three hours ahead there, and you know you got other things going on. But uh, I, again, uh, want to put the critical mass seal of approval on this firm. They have been outstanding in everything I've asked them to do over the, well, five, go, you know, five years that we've been together going on six. I really value your strategic partner of mine, and um, much of the success that we've had it can be attributed to, your, to, to the work that your people have done on my behalf. So thanks for being a friend of the program, and thanks for being a part of our community here at Critical Mass. And, Rick, I want to say thank you as well. We certainly appreciate your business, but also the opportunity to, uh, to have a chance to speak with you and, and have your listeners uh, hear about some of, the, uh, some of the things that we work with in the, in the call center business. And, uh, and we just appreciate you having us on tonight. You have a good time, and uh, thank you again for your time on the radio show, Ken. All right. Thank you, Rick, and have a good evening. I will. Thank you. You too. All right, I hope that uh, you as our listening audience of CEOs of middle market firms found both of our guests today engaging and interesting and possibly something you've learned from them that you can use in your business. This show is brought to you by our commercial advertisers, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and Center Club of Costa Mesa. Our engineer for today is Paul Roberts. Crystal Nunley is our producer. Kathleen Shepard is our guest coordinator. You may have heard her name just previously when I was talking to Ken Wills. Our social media manager is Asia Celestino, and our live events coordinator is Melissa Padani. And our VP of Sales is Rose Chamora. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, or maybe you want to refer a guest, or possibly advertise on our radio show, or become one of our CEO peer group members, visit Critical Mass for FOR. Business.com. And until the next show, I hope all of your decisions move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 